and trains and we're prepared for it with new technique and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home, walk home, walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wadesword. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 57 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. We have a great episode planned for you guys this time out. Joining me will be Biscuit. Biscuit is back and making a rare appearance. And so is Kalina. And coming up in this episode, we'll hit you with some headlines. Some shame, 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 a charge to the game. We'll hit you with some sports entertainment. And then in the second half of the show, this or that, the Lamont Award, and our brand new segment, birthdays. Now, we'll do some sports birthdays, but also we'll be doing birthdays for folks who hit us up on social media. If you have a person in your life, if it's your birthday, Hit us up and we will wish you a happy, happy, happy birthday. And then you can show it off to all your friends anywhere in the entire world. They can hear you receiving love from the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. First, I want to thank our sponsor, CoBank Homes. Kofi Bankers will set you up, get you going if you want to buy, sell, rent a home. If you have real estate questions here in the greater Houston area or not anywhere else, he's a source for great advice on all things real estate. That's CoBank Homes. We'll give you more information at the halfway point. And also featured artist this time for the second week in a row, DJ Malone out of Chi-Town from Chicago. He will hit us with a mix at the halfway point. We'll get a snippet of that. And then at the end, you can hear the entire mix. If you are an artist and you want your music played and featured, if you know somebody, if you're a DJ with remixes or mixes, let us know. We will feature your music on the podcast at the halfway point and the entire song at the end. With that, brand new. So what's new with you first and foremost, Kalina? How are you this morning? I'm very tired, Devin, but I'm here. I'm ready to do the podcast. Yeah, and I get to spend the entire day with Ooh, you. The entire day, though? Yeah, and I, <laughs> I suspect I'll be like the Silver Fox. I, I need somebody with some sharp elbows sitting next to me at the play this afternoon. Long night, early morning. I've already done the Houston show, and now mm-hmm. we're doing the podcast. I don't know how you're doing it these days. I don't. It's adrenaline. It's I'm having a lot of fun, and I'll nap after I'm unemployed. so what else is new for you i mean really that's it i got a i got a nice review in broadway world houston they mentioned me and i saw that at 12 30 last night yeah yeah i did because i was up so (laughs) what what is your philosophy on reviews because some people say don't read them because if they're good they're good if they're bad it, it can affect you one way or the other how do you look at it if i if i'm in the um lead role or something to that effect where I'm a pretty prominent character, then I won't read it until the end. But I am not. So there is really nothing anybody can say to me that will make me change at this point in the show. And the show is... Ma Rainey's Black Bottom at Ensemble Theater, written by uh, the historic and amazing August Wilson. If you saw Fences in the movie theaters with Denzel and Viola Davis, that's the playwright who wrote Fences. And I guess on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page, we'll have to post... 
your review. <laughs> can you can you send me that file and I'll post the review? Yeah, on, I'll do that. And we'll do that. So, Biscuit, welcome back. Glad to have you. What's new in your world? What's what stood out in the, the land of news and entertainment for you? New black royalty, man. I, I wish I was the DJ. I'd be like new black royalty, you know, like <laughs> to shout it out. You know, it's because I was watching the the wedding. Me and my wife, we were watching. Really? The, Did you? I really? mean, I didn't wake up early. I was watching the highlights, just like everybody else. But they were talking about you know Meghan Markle, and they were saying you know she looks so regal and and so uh, and. Angelic and and all of this, but I mean to see that for young African American girls coming up that you can be royalty as a young black woman something that I never thought before. You have the the image of Black Panther coming up this year. You have President Barack Obama. So I just think that's good to to have and and for for young African American women and, and just for women of color in general, just to have the ability to see that you can be royalty. Okay. I could not disagree with you more. Why? I think it's it's stupid <laughs> to say that this group of people is somehow better than other human beings. I don't. I oh, cannot. And nobody said they're better. Well, okay, but I mean, but they have a lot of money like and influence. She, wait a minute, she's a she's a once married woman. Okay, who was a B list actor who got married to a, a guy in England. Okay, so no, what, what? No, no, How they, does they, this, they, this wouldn't her? be on TV. But what, what, if it was just some... what elevates her as a human being? What is the significance of, of the monarchy? Now she's a princess. Okay, <laughs> that is so <laughs> stupid to me. I mean, I cannot you, believe hold you. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. But okay, you talk about that. But now this woman has a lot of power and a lot of influence. So it, it's, it matters. I know all these things about her she dad. Have, hold on, hold on. I know all these things about her dad, her brother, okay. her sister. Like, I mean, I don't care, but I know these things. That means she has influence. That means her Q score is very high. And if she says, oh, I think this is important, then you know what? A lot of people are going to listen to her. You might not think it's important. I don't think it's that important. But for some people, especially in England, to see a black princess Come on, man. You can't deny that. Do you know that. who has a higher Q score than the, the new princess, Meghan Markle? Cardi B. Okay. So, and, and that's so that's the example you want. She's hip-hop royalty. You, no, you, but I'm that, just saying. Is that, is that the example you want Cardi B? <laughs> a stripper, what, like a former stripper who's a, hey, who's a man, rapper now. How who, is who, one who, human Who's being? having a baby uh, with some other rapper who cheated on her. Like, come on. Like, she's starting fights and come on man like really this is who you want the example to be being one human soul more important than the other one i'm not saying it is more that she is more important i'm saying that the image is more important you've seen there's Nicki minaj there's beyonce there's women in the music industry there's never been a black royal princess in england ever Look, man, we got black princes all over Wakanda. I mean, I understand that. I agree. I agree. But now we have them in real life. I ain't never been to Zamunda. I ain't never seen Zamunda. You ain't never been to England. I ain't never been to England, but I can go. I could go. You go to Wakanda for $8. No. Uh -uh. Let her chime in. I have so many thoughts. One, Devin, you couldn't be more American right now. Like, that's the whole point no, of why. No, the Americans are the one that are, that's celebrating. I guarantee you we more, we're more interested here than they are in England. No, that's, that's that is not true. They we care have given a million. too much attention in America. They well, spent $43 yeah. million dollars in England. They, they are paying attention. Well, of course. I mean, we have this weird obsession where we hate the monarchy 
And I mean, that's all in American history. And yet we are constantly watching who's getting married to who. I, I agree with Biscuit. She's a freaking American and she's a biracial black woman. Like, that's a deal. Mary Shaniqua, that, that impressed me. That well, step your game No, up. no, no. That, that would impress me too. But, you know, baby steps. <laughs> I want somebody with finger waves in the royal family. That's messed up. Now, why she got to be named Shaniqua? It doesn't matter what her name is. That lace front. (laughs) Really nice. So, this is what I do like. If I had to say something good, this is what I do like about it. I like the fact that you could have a sort of a statesman or statespeople who are not in control of power. So, like, for me... The Obamas are like our royal family in that they're ambassadors for this country, yet they don't have the day-to-day task of running the country anymore. Now, I would rather he be president, truth be told, but as since he has served his terms as president, it, it would be great so, to so have a So do you a, care who Malia and Sasha will marry when they get older? What I do care about is no, I do I, not— I'm asking you. Ask, ask my, answer my question. Do you care that, that Sasha I care and Malia— more about, Yeah, I care more about them okay, than I do about Okay, that's the same thing. No, no, no. I, but I'm not going to— I'm not going to watch the wedding. I'm not going to, in passing, if I catch it, I'll catch it. But I care because, hey, man, this is the first black president, bro. And we ain't going to have another one for a minute. But presidents are elected. Presidents are elected. The only way you can get in the royal family is if you're born or if you married into it. Now, thousands and, you know, thousands upon thousands of years have passed, and there's never been a black woman or a black person in the English royal family. That's a big deal, bro. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Honestly, I don't. But I I think, again, the only other thing that I do like is they do pomp and circumstance. Disney don't even have a black princess. I thought they did. They have one. They never talk about her. They she was they she was came and went. I I cannot I I cannot believe you caught up into this. Even a little bit. That's a big deal. It's not. It is a big deal. <laughs> it doesn't affect you because you're not a woman. You're not whatever. And you're not a woman. I so why is it a but big I have, deal a, I have a daughter. <laughs> I have a daughter, and I call her my princess. Now she can actually be a princess. Yeah, that's a different conversation too. The the, the princess, princess. Why is that important? Why is that a thing? Because she's important. I want her to know her value. Okay, but you can know your value as a strong, independent woman. Not somebody's. You are you are, you are important because you're somebody's wife. No, oh, man. No, That's no. You important. No, a princess has inherent value. It's not a princess. Isn't necessarily who you married to. Princess is who you are. But this is divulging oh, into a whole. Oh, this went year. off the rails in yes. the first four minutes. <laughs> so what else? What else is new? I know you wanted to talk uh, about Barbecue Becky. This lady calling the cops on some brothers who was just wanting to barbecue in San Francisco is ridiculous. And then she's confronted by, I think, another white lady, and she puts on her white lady voice. Even the white lady said, oh, thank you. I'm glad you gave me your white lady voice. It's just really, really, really bad. I mean, and it's... It's happening all over, too. I mean, the the hate and the racism is so, so real, and it's just coming out of the pool. Like the, the fissures in... In Hawaii, from the volcano, it, it, just an eruption, and this is really volcano Trump <laughs> creating these fissures of of racism rising from the ground, and and you see it. I think I think the, it's more more eyes on it. I don't think there's anything different or anything that that's happening that didn't happen before. I just think now we're more aware of it. I, I mean, think you're right. I think because right. I mean, day to day, nothing has really changed. Just now, the media is grabbing. Well, you the whole do have people it. that feel more more emboldened 
uh, well, to, to, I, I would, to I act would. on their racism. They 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 but they, see, they I mean, letting them hang I mean, a little that, bit. But but I think that's discounting people's ignorance. People are ignorant regardless who the president. All is. right, right. You know what I'm but saying? But so, now they feel they feel they have license. And like I said, I mean, those people them. always people who feel that way always have felt like they have license. No, I don't think so. I oh, you do don't not think, think the New so. York lawyer who was went mm-hmm. going off, and, uh, you know, talking about I, you nah. in this country speak English, and, nah, I, and I, on I, his website, the funny thing on his website, he says, "Say habla español." Like he says, I, "I can help Spanish speakers. I can help French people. I can help you know Vietnamese or whatever." You don't think this person has felt like this before? Which actually he has, if you see his other stuff that's happened to him. So this is not nothing. This is not anything no, new. I, I'm sure he's always been the, the racist son of a bitch that he is from day one. But too many people feel comfortable going hard in the pain on, on black and brown people. The other thing I wanted to bring up, too, is uh, the tragedy here in Santa Fe, yeah. which is not far from Houston. We actually played them in high school. And uh, it's a small town. It's a there's not the most progressive town. That's definitely Trump country, per se. But it doesn't make a difference in that. Again, another situation where we have the uh, we have kids dying in school, just going to school, getting killed. This is the sixth shooting since February. Sixth school shooting and one of the worst ever. And, and you, you are homeschooled. That sort of bolsters your case for that. I just, you know, I think one of the things that I think about is obviously we need to do something about gun control, but there's an issue that no one talks about. And I think we need to talk about being preventive and just how we treat each other. Now, if everybody knows that if there's a kid in every school that we're, that may be gothic or, you know, wear black lipstick or um, maybe, you know, overtly racist or just under the surface racist or rebellious or an anarchist. And I think that we have to do a better job of reaching out to these lonely lost people because again it starts in elementary school there's always a kid sitting somewhere by himself and middle school is exacerbated and by the time you get to high school you have some lost souls and i think we need as a society so what what they'll do is they'll vilify him he's the devil he's this he's that he yeah and and all those things what he did all of those things are, are are true but before he got to this point he could have been reached and because something triggered this Unless it's severe mental illness that he was born with, events in his life triggered this situation. Now, I think there needs to be whatever you need to do to him, do to him. Whatever you need to do to the parent for allowing him to have guns, do to him. But then we need, on top of that, I heard Dan Patrick with his dumb time saying that there are too many doors in schools, and that's that's part of the problem. What? So we rather them die in a fire, like 20 kids crushed trying to escape a school fire, as opposed to, to I mean, one, one door in, one door out. It's ridiculous, and I cannot believe that you, we can't protect our own children. That's what's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you talked about how, how we homeschool, and the main reason why we homeschool is not necessarily for the safety aspect, but that we wanted to be in control and, and wanted to teach our kids and wanted our children to learn from us. And so when you when we take that responsibility and give it over to the state, you have all these things that happen, these, these things that get missed, in, you know, that slip through the cracks as far as, you don't know how your child necessarily learns. If he doesn't learn, then he, he he's ostracized socially, and so he acts out in class. And I've seen this because I've worked in schools before. They, you know, they're not learning, and they're embarrassed about what they don't know, so they act out to get attention that way, or or they just completely shut down and become, you know, socially awkward and a, and a recluse to a certain extent. And, and so they don't have, they don't build these relationships with people at their school if they're not 
you know, active in any other way. They don't have any other friends outside of school. And so they're left alone and isolated and miserable. And that's what happens to these kids. And once that happens, then they don't value their own life. They don't love themselves. And so they don't care about anybody else. Well, as a, as a sports tech, as we try to eventually work our way back to sports, uh, J.J. Watt has agreed to pay for the funerals that's for those awesome. kids. And also Chris Paul and the organizations here in the city of Houston. Yeah, Chris Paul said the playoffs is a minor thing compared to what's going on in Santa Fe. Well, yeah. And so with that, uh, in, in a awkward transition, let's get into some headlines. Well, the biggest news in all of sports this week, gambling allowed in sports. That's a huge, huge deal. Uh, I mean, I think this is going to open up things in ways that we have not imagined uh, what what are your thoughts on having gambling? Because I think now people can come out of the shadows. You don't have to go to a dark alley to your bookie to make bets. You can go. I mean, eventually each step, each state has to establish their own right. guidelines and rules. And I know we've had this discussion on the Houston show this morning that Texas will probably be one of the last states. I disagree. Once the state determines how they can get a cut of the money, they will open up gambling faster than Justified ran the Kentucky Derby. I I don't know how to feel about it yet. I want to see see how this works. Maybe four or five years down the road. I I don't I don't I don't know. I mean, I've read an article saying that this is going to take attention away from Colin Kaepernick and, and the things that he's standing for. And I think it will. I, unfortunately, I, yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, I I. I I just don't if know. If you can openly bet on get, bet on the lines, because I do daily fantasy. I've had a bookie in the past. I had some trouble with line moving in ways that I was not comfortable with. And, you know, having a good bookie is a good thing to have. But I would wage, not excessively, but for sport. I mean, can you imagine watching Cleveland and Indianapolis in September? And I mean, why would you watch? Well, I mean, the game they, and they talked don't... about they talked about how women's basketball is going to be more popular now because people are going to be betting on women's basketball. Yes. All of that, anything that you you don't believe that? I don't I, know. No, I'm not saying that that's not that's not true. I, I'm just saying, you know, it's just I don't know. It's I mean, an added incentive to watch the game. Well, I mean, it is to a certain extent, but then there's people who can't control themselves and people who, who are addicted to gambling, and that just I mean, well, not that you can legislate look, individuals, man, people's the, lives. I understand that, but I just the herd I, I is going to thin itself. <laughs> if it's not gambling, it's meth. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> or huffing paint. Or what uh, nice. alcoholism? The herd will get thin one way or another. If it's wow. you know, if it's by somebody being an excessive gambling, in look, if you, abuse, I worry about families and people putting a mortgage in their homes and stuff. I mean, this stuff happens. But those man. people are doing that now. They don't need. Uh, the, they don't. It's they not have a bookie. accessible at right now. Oh, but if if you have that addiction, you have a bookie already. So you have. I think issues. it. I think it opens it up for more people to succumb to that addiction. Look, you can't protect people from I, themselves. I, I, I mean, that's the price of freedom, bro. Well, and that's what's, <laughs> that we, we're seeing that in our schools today. Also, we're trying to control every aspect of every person's life ever. So, But I think it's a huge deal. I think it will increase the, the value of these franchises. I think it will boost not only attendance but viewership fourfold. I think it's going to be big for leagues that do struggle. I think people will be betting on lacrosse and soccer, which I'm sure they already do, and everything else that you can think of. So I think that that has huge ramifications for years to come. It's just a but matter of... not necessarily of, positive. I mean, yeah, monetarily-wise for these big, huge organizations look, man, that, are always a, behem- that are already behemoths. If I had a 16 parlay, it's good for us because I will treat you to dinner, okay? No. If I had a 16 parlay, it's good for the community because I'm going out in Houston and I'm going to ball out for a minute, okay? Keep, keep, so, <laughs> keep your wicked money. I don't want it. <laughs> there you go. You're with your pious ways. In, uh, NBA playoffs... 
your thoughts on both those series? Uh, it, are we coming to the end of the LeBron era? Is it is it over? Uh, we know it. It's not the end of the LeBron era. It's the Le- end of the LeBron era in Cleveland. I think that's what's going to happen if they get swept. Which I they may get one game just because LeBron is is so great. You know, in Cleveland they may get game three, but uh, going forward they're not going to win this series. I don't see them winning another game. I mean, Boston has just been that dominant. I mean, they they move the ball. They they have the mid range game. They have the three pointer. They can switch. They have lengthy defenders. Al Harford for this plan out of his mind. Those those young guys. They're just balling. And and you know like you you know LeBron had a triple double and still lost by ten points. Right. And right. they were and, ahead at half. So I mean, well, I don't see how is, they can win this. Toronto says that that they need to to push the pace a little bit more. I kind of think that plays in the Boston's hands. It does. But I think Nance Jr. and Clarkson, those guys will get more involved because you gotta match up athletically, at least in the areas that you can try to match up. And then uh, again, get it's a big stage for these young guys. Well, but so is I mean Tatum and Jalen Brown. I, I understand that, but they but they are the they are the men on their team though right now. They have to be. And so, and the thing about youth is, is you don't understand where you are when you're there. You only can look back. You know they don't they don't understand they're in the what Eastern Conference semi- semifinals yeah, and that they'll never are, probably be there again. Yeah, they're not as nice. Nance has got LeBron. Claxon has got LeBron saying, "Hey, look, this is not easy. You know, I've been to the finals, you know, five times and only won it three times. So, I, you know, I, I we gotta get it." And they got this. They have this pressure on them because they playing with LeBron, and, and you know everybody expects them to be in the, in the finals. Boston doesn't have that same pressure. They're just playing free and and yeah. But again, I think that J.R. Smith will play a little bit better. He'll play some of those guys. You those hope, friends. Well, I don't hope because I'm not a Cleveland fan. But I did pick Cleveland in six for the reasons that you talk about the inexperience. If this series gets deep, if we're talking about six and seven games, I don't think five, six, seven games. Well, we'll see because re- really all Boston has done right now is hold serve. Right. So we'll at tonight we'll tell the tale on. But on they what held serve it in very convincing fashion, winning by like twenty and winning by ten. The the, the previous. Okay. Day. Well, you want to talk about momentum? Look at the difference between Game One and Game Two of the Western Conference Final. After Game One, people shut it down. I guarantee you, everybody, it's a sweep. It's done. It's over. Because I, I said going into that series, the Rockets had to win Game One to win the series. They didn't. However, I'm not as pessimistic about it after seeing how well they played in game two. So momentum meant nothing. Like, results meant nothing from game to game in that series. And I don't think it will in the Cleveland series as well. But but you're talking about two different teams. You're talking about here with the Rockets, there's a very experienced team. Now, they, they've been to the Western Conference Finals before. Also, the Rockets, the way they played in game two is how they played all season. The, the speculation came in because James Harden – started playing like he did the year before when they lost the the Spurs in game six, bringing the ball up all slow, isolation ball, no ball movement. Second game two, Chris Paul is pushing the pace, bringing the ball up, getting everybody involved. I mean, that's what you have with Chris Paul now that you did not have last year with just James Harden. Yeah, I think the key in that Rock series is that defensively they turned up the intensity and that yeah. created an opportunity to get a P.J. Tucker more involved and getting a reason but, but involved But look at P.J. Tucker throughout the, the whole playoffs. He balled against uh, the Timberwolves. He ain't put up 29. He Not 29, but like 22. But He put up 15, 16. If you have uh, Clint Capella putting up 10 or 15, Which you have... I understand. It's Hold on. Listen theory. to me. Listen to me. It's not his series. I understand that, but he can still get involved in the pick and roll. P.J. Tucker scoring 10 to 15 points. Trevor Reese getting 10 to 15. Those are three guys... Eric Gordon getting his 20 points. That's not that's what they average. 
They average they're the highest scoring team in the league. 122 points is nothing for them. That's not like, oh, they they blew the roof off of, off the place. They just came off a series playing one of the best defensive teams in the league and still managed over 150, 110 okay, points a we, game. Let's not, let's not with Utah. Let's just not. What that. you mean? That's Utah, bro. Let's I, not. I, okay. That's Donovan Utah. Mitchell and who? Rudy Ingles Gobert. and Joe Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, guys. He's, ago, he's about to be the defensive MVP. But a, a guy two weeks ago, you couldn't name the only one you could have named off that team was was Donovan Mitchell. I mean, if you know basketball, you know Rudy Gobert. Uh, yeah, go okay, but Gobert ain't leading you anywhere. But it, that's a, I'm not. He's, getting, a, I'm not he's gonna, a defensive MVP, defensive player of the year. He's up for defensive player of the year. Yeah, he's not gonna get it. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, no. No, but anyway, what I'm saying to you is this is a different animal. Clay had one good game. Steph has not played well at all. I think the Rockets threw their best shot in game two. I, it'll be hard to imagine that they can duplicate that three more times. That's and what they do, though. That's how they play. They, that's, that's, how that's, how, that's how they played every series, every game this entire season. The games that they won and played well, they moved the basketball, they shared the basketball, and they shoot the three. If they're not making threes. So you really think the Rockets are going to win the series? I think I think it's more possible than people give them credit for. So what's your prediction then? Well, it depends on the adjustments that are made in game three. If they start getting Draymond Green more involved, like diving towards the basket, not just staying at the top of the key, I think then it becomes a matchup problem for not only KD, but then you have Draymond Green getting involved, and he's able to get, you know, if he's diving to the basket, you know, getting in the paint, and then able to distribute out to the shooters, and they actually start knocking down shots, I mean, that's when it becomes trouble. That's when it becomes a problem. Well, when if Steph, Steph is, what, two of eight or uh, two of – I think, yeah, two, two of eight. Two uh, of eight from three-point land, he's not even got he's still, But, he, but he, scored, he scored 16 and 18 points in, in the yeah, first two games. So, I mean, he's yeah, still giving yeah, you scoring. Yeah, he ain't giving you Steph scoring, MVP-type scoring. The Steph Curry that we've come to know and love scoring. Yeah, but and he's I hurt. I mean, he's still – Still, I mean, he says he's 100% healthy, but even if he is, he's still stiff and, and can't really move as well as he was before. I, in game three, I th- I will take Golden State. And I'm taking I will, the Rockets in game three. I don't, I just don't, I can't see it. And then uh, I think the LeBron, they could possibly tie this uh, this series. Let's see what happens because, again, it's your friends, way. guys. Uh, I, it doesn't look that way. I can tell you it doesn't look that way. And I did pick Cleveland. I'm not a LeBron fan. And you guys know that if you listen to the podcast, I'm not a huge LeBron guy. But uh, when you have to depend depend on Kyle Corver being your third scorer at this stage in his career, um, well, you got to have somebody. Just like the Rockets, you PJ Tucker one night, it had to be a reason another night. Gordon is going to have to bring something every night. So there's sort of the mirror images in some ways, other than the fact that you do have a guy like Chris Paul to Kevin Love of you know to LeBron's Kevin Love. So. Also, the Astros regained first place. Justin Verlander this week had a uh, a complete game shutout, 118 pitches. People are having a fit about that, but he's a workhorse. I know it's early in the year to get that kind of pitch count, but he's he's doing work. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's good to be in first place. It's good to to yeah, it's some merit. Yeah, I mean, because I don't really care about baseball to after All Star break. So, but it's some good baseball going on now. You talk about the Cleveland Indians in town. Uh, this weekend, a big series against the Angels. The Astros just right. coming off of Yankees playing ball 8-2 and two in the last 10, one of the hottest teams in the game. Uh, in the National League, the Nationals and the Pirates playing well. Dodgers, they're struggling. And Dave Roberts got the, the sort of uh, fatal uh, assurance from ownership. Right. You know, so we'll have to see what happens. And then, of course, Robinson Cano, potential Hall of Famer, suspended 80 games for a PD violation. 
had a diuretic in his system, which they think is a masking agent, agent. for use of other PEDs. A lot of people not really surprised, so don't know what that says, but uh, that's a big hit for a Seattle Mariners team that's been playing well. I think they're only three games back uh, of the Astros tied with the uh, Los Angeles Angels right behind the Astros in the AL West. With that, I want to go to a segment that we call Shame, Shame, Shame. Shame, 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 I'll charge it to the game. But it's all in the in game. In this segment, I will give Biscuit a scenario, a team, a player, a situation, and he'll tell me if it's a shame, 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 or do you just charge it to the game? First up, LeBron James had 42 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists, or 12 rebounds, 10 assists, in triple-double performance in Game 2, and the Cavs still lose by 13, 107-94. Is that a shame, 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 or did you charge that to the game? I mean, it's a shame. Shame, 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 It's a shame because LeBron is triple-double, 42 points. What the real question, I think, is what's going to happen after this year, after they lose to the Boston Celtics, is it going to be a shame, shame, shame when he leaves because the nucleus of that team is too young to really push through the playoffs and, and face the Celtics who, who are going to have Kyrie Irving and, and Gordon Hayward coming back next year along with these guys that are and then going to Philadelphia, Philadelphia, in Philadelphia. So is is it a shame? Would it be a shame, 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 or, just, or you, do you just charge it to the game if LeBron leaves Cleveland next year? Well, I think you, of course, you you charge that to the game because it, it is what it, it's the cost of doing business. What I would have done, what I would have done is I would. You don't think it's shame, shame on LeBron for leaving this young team? No, nah, that's LeBron. If you you knew what he was after he left to go to Miami the first time, you knew what he was when he came back. What does that mean? You that means that he's gonna he's a, a front a banner runner. chaser. He's gonna yeah he's 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 chasing championships and he's gonna put himself and you what you ultimately can you knock him for that? Well, I can, but most yes. you shouldn't. Yeah, I guess you should be free to do whatever you want to do. But here's my deal: the, the thing that I say about this situation, I would have kept Kyrie, and I would have... You would have gave away LeBron? I, I would have. Oh, nah. You don't and do and that. I'll tell you why. You don't do that. Because, for Look, one, you, you wouldn't even be in the playoffs this year. So, but guess what? Moving forward, nah. what you would have got for LeBron, you could have built on. Now, as it stands... LeBron, no, no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. As it stands, you lost Kyrie, and you're going to lose LeBron. So, now you have nothing next year. So... You okay? So yeah, you made this last run, but now you have a championship. You do not have a championship. Oh, I mean, this you have year. a championship last year. You but, can't. You can't. But you Kyrie can't was there. The, Kyrie looking, was there. The Celtics might win a championship this year without Kyrie Irving. Okay, that but, shows you his value. But LeBron James is LeBron James is not on this team. They're not in the playoffs. You, what you have done is built a future for yourself. Without, if he leaves on his own, you get no compensation for him. Now you're without Kyrie and LeBron, and you you, you stuck with Larry Nance Jr. and George Hill. And then you tank, and then you get okay, a so draft pick. Okay, so now you're talking about four or five years. No, There's no, two no, years. Uh, two, look at Donovan Mitchell, rookie. Okay, but what did they do? What did they really do? They won one They series. made it to the, to the Western Conference semifinals. Okay, so is that what we're playing for now? To win, win, win? I mean, it gets you a lot closer. And then, okay, but if you ain't in it, you ain't got a shot. Conversely, look at the Philadelphia 76ers. How long did it take them after tanking year after year after year? Yeah, but that's because they every, made horrible decisions. For every Joel Embiid, you have a Nerlens Noel. So, 
I mean, it's just an inexact science if you're talking about tanking. And you're not sure that you're going to even come up with the number one deal. So so I think it's a charge to the game that LeBron scored the 42 and, and still came up with a loss. Let's uh, shift gears and go to, to uh, Terrell Owens saying that uh, it's absurd. Who? Terrell. Who? Terrell Owens. T.O. Who? The guy that carried our show for years, Saturday after Saturday, T.O. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer now. Wait, says wait. Says that it's, it's basically he says. How long has it been since he played a football game? Six, seven, eight years now. Why do I care what T.O. thinks? He's a Hall of Famer. And, well, I mean, so he is a Hall of Famer. Can I finish my question? Okay, and you go can ahead. dismiss him? Says it, it, it's uh, essentially that it, it's mind-boggling that Jason Garrett still has a job as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. What I, say you? Is that shame, 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 or charges the game? It's a shame, shame that I know what T.O. is saying these days. He's That's what's it. And he's more interesting than, than 95% of the people that are in the, uh, yes, in the NFL you're, now. You always have been and still are a T.O. lover, and I just have to deal with it. He doesn't really have anything to do with Jason Garrett. But what's that, the question is valid. No, it's not because you, you look at – You think Jason Garrett should have, still be a coach after – Oh, I, I mean, you're dealing with now. you're dealing with you're dealing with Jerry Jones and that ownership group. You're not gonna get a great coach to come in there unless this great coach has already failed a number of different places, leading to believe that he's not a great coach. The only way you're gonna get a, a coach, a good coach, is a young coach that you're gonna have to gamble on. You're gonna have to take a couple chances. That's what they did with Jason Garrett. They're trying to groom him and keep him and groom him after eight years. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but he's still young. Years. He's still a young coach. No, he's no, no. He's still young. Jason Garrett's young. As far as coaches are concerned. Jason Garrett on any other team would have been fired. But because it's the Cowboys, you know. I mean, but you, it's, just circus, like try, it's just like trying to put up with Al Davis. I mean, who do they? Art Shell, Art Shell, uh, somebody else who played for, for okay, the Okay, but you're talking Raiders. about the outliers in the NFL, and those are organizations that had their era in the 70s and then faded fast. So I think that it's a – for him to say it, I think you charge it to the game. But uh, that Jason Garrett still has a job, I think it's a shame, shame, shame. Well, you charge it to the game. You the head coach, you used to criticism and comments from people who don't matter. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Hall of Famer. Hey, you, you mess those Hall of Famers, you end up losing I your mean, job. Finally, in the shame, 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 we'll charge it to the game. The ACC proposing expanding the NCAA tournament field from 68 to 72. Is that a shame, 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 we'll charge it to the game? It's a shame. Shame, shame. It's a shame. They just want more teams in there. That's all that is. Their profile, national profile. Well, that's it's still as far as it's still very strong. But I don't understand why they want to go to seventy two from from the sixty eight. I wouldn't have went from the six from the sixty four to the sixty eight. But that's I, another conversation. I, I think you charge it to the game. However, it is a shame, shame, shame. You charge it to the game because they're gonna try to scratch out every penny that they can. So. That's sad too. With that, let's go to a segment that we call. Sports E. This week in Sports E. Entertainment. Entertainment. is for entertainment. Colleen, what do you have for us? No, we, we had decided. She and I made it. Well, I made it. I'm her quasi manager. Okay. I'm really not, but in my mind, I am. So we said that we were not going to go with last names, that she's transcendent. Of the last name, mm-hmm. so she's a one name thought. Okay. So now she's not Kalina this or Kalina that. She's Kalina. 
See, if, if you don't have a last name, so if you don't have a last name, you, you, you can't say Kalina. So it, you put Kalina with Kalina Williams or Kalina Smith or whatever. With this, you say, no. And it flows better. That just sounds weird. See, but we like it. You like it, Kalina? It's grown on It works in the confines of this room and this podcast. <laughs> okay, so um, are either of you looking for a new home? Always. I, I, I go to Cobank Homes. He'll hook us up. Okay, well, uh, yeah, he needs to let you know about this. How about 31,000 square feet, 12 bedrooms, a basketball court? Sounding good? Sounding good. Sounding big. I think light beer. See, I'm at an age now. I'm so old now. I think light beer. How much must that light bill be for thirty-one thousand square foot home? <laughs> oh, well, don't worry. I'm like I'm turning off all the lights for all the places I'm not in. Okay, so Shaq, he is selling his Shakapoko um, estate. Uh, I love it. Shakapoko. <laughs> oh boy, he's selling it for twenty-eight million dollars. And you, you, you still in? I mean, one day. <laughs> <laughs> I need you guys. I need those clicks on the podcast. Who knows? Yeah, so apparently he's uh, spending a lot of his time in L.A. and Atlanta, and so his Shakapoko in Orlando is not really useful to him. So he's going ahead to sell it. If you are still interested, you also have a 95-foot-long swimming pool with a rock waterfall. You have a hot tub, a swim-up bar, walk-in humidor, and Love wine. Oh, yeah. No, that's great. But then with a swim-up bar, you have to have a bartender. bartender and a wine cellar. I mean, this sounds amazing and also um, completely out of any of our ranges. So I've been watching uh, this hilarious beef between Shaq and uh, Charles Barkley for years, but I think this past week or like a week and a half ago, they were on... TNT, yeah. Uh, yeah. Inside just, the NBA. I and going it. at it. And those two sweet men in the middle, they just like let it go. They're laughing. I think it's hilarious. So apparently this beef is generational because supposedly, according to Shaq, his mom and Charles Barkley's mom were frenemies. And they fought like this in their entire relationship. So this is just something that is learned. And so TMZ Sports, they actually asked Shaq, hey, is it really love between you guys? And he said, yeah, completely. This is just how we, we, we've learned from our mothers. And we do have lots of love for each other. And it's just so hard to believe that when you actually watch them, like, argue it out. It's not hard for me to believe. All you, have to do, all you have to do is go to any barbershop or any basketball court, anywhere where men convene. We've had these same kind of arguments. This is the game changer, though, to me. As I, I don't like when Shaq makes it personal and he goes about the ring. He throws that ring up in everybody's face too much. But that's what everybody does. I mean, but, you but do the same thing with me weak. and you. You'd be like, oh, well, you know, you don't know. Something, you know, no, so no, anytime you feel like you're superior, you that's what you do. But no, but see, Shaq, uh, uh, but again, like Barkley said, hey, man, I didn't have Dwayne Wade or Kobe carrying me up and down the court. Now and again, and pound that's, for pound, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed pound, to defend yourself. But, I mean, but I'm, I'm saying, to say that Barkley doesn't know what he's talking about because he didn't have a ring. Well, hey, man, how many times did you have to go up against Michael Jordan, arguably the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball? You went up in an area where all the big men were fading. You lost to Dream, and Dream was at, at really at the top of his game, getting ready for his decline. And beyond that, who was David Robinson? I mean, what other dominant big men? Ewing was old. Right. By the time you got there, the, the, the big men had cleared out. So let's let's not check. You know, sort of take a time out. But again, I, that argument 
that's just me. And that, and me. Yeah, it, that happens. I mean, that's no big deal. And I, I mean, that lets you know how close they are that they can have that conversation and talk to each other that way, and it still be not be a problem. So it's 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 cool to see. That's why everybody watches it. Well, I think it's still the best, uh, the most entertaining sports show that's on on television. And they try to recreate that in other forms, but those guys have a chemistry. Although I'm not as big a Shaq fan as I am a Kenny and Charles, so and Ernie for that matter. I, before we get out of sports, did you see where the golfer's mom, the wife, beat up the mom, or one of them went to jail? Yeah, that's some ratchet stuff, man. I like that. that. Is like these, trash. these these people are fight. He had a bad round. His wife was getting on him, and then. His mom, I think, was trying to defend him, and she beat up the mama. I mean, that's that sounds like some that stuff that is, happens at Waffle House. Florida that's, stuff. that's what's up. That's Florida right there. So with that, I hope they get kicked out the country club. Hey, they won't. I know they won't. But I, I might. Know. I know. <laughs> you sneeze too loudly, so you're being a distraction. No, I'm kidding. Only partially. And with that, we've reached the halfway point. We're going to hit you with some DJ Malone from Chi-Town. Uh, we will post a link to him on uh, – you can hear him on SoundCloud. Uh, but on our page, we will uh, send out a link for him as well so you can check him out. And I hope you liked it last week. We got him back this week. And if you are a musician and you want your music played, we'll play a snippet during the halfway point. And then when the show concludes, we'll play the entire song. So I don't care the genre, country, rock. Blues, jazz, hip hop, whatever it is. Hey, send it to us, R&B. As long as it's radio edit, hey, we will get it in. But first, a word from our sponsor. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. My name is Caleb, and I listen to Sports Talk with Uncle Devon Wade on iTunes. pour laquelle Devan m'a demandé de faire ça, surtout que la majorité d'entre vous n'ont pas la moindre idée de ce que je dis. Mais bon, j'adore écouter Kalina, le Silver Fox et Devan sur le podcast de Sports Talk Devan Wade. A plus
Welcome back to episode 57 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And it's time for a segment that we call This or That. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. Biscuit, a uh, player team situation, and he'll uh, tell me which one he will choose this one or the other. Uh, first up in this or that, most wins for the remainder of the NBA playoffs Cleveland or Houston? This or that? I think Houston already has more wins than Cleveland Not will moving get. Forward, moving. I don't think Cleveland will win a game at all. So they Houston has already eclipsed the win total that the Cleveland Cavaliers will receive. Okay. So, so I'm again, going with moving forward. <laughs> I'm saying Cleveland will not win a game. And you Houston think is Houston already, will. Uh, Houston is, yeah, okay, yeah. Houston has already won a game, so they're going to win more games than Cleveland. And I think they will win more games than Cleveland. Okay, because I, I I was not sure you understood the question. I mean. Because I, right, I already have a 1-0 lead. But I I'm not I'm saying that. With that, will the Rockets win another game or will they lose 4-1? Or will Cleveland win a couple of games in their series? I will lean towards Cleveland. I will I will lean towards Cleveland. I think I think they'll win it. I I really ultimately I think it'll be a push. I think both of these teams will win. I think Kalina has games. a problem with that. I think <laughs> that Kalina is so ridiculous. Devin, are you watching the same games as everybody else? So you so how many times do you think they're going to be Golden uh, be Golden State in, the, in this series? Do you think they're going to win the series? No. No, I don't, but I do, I agree with Biscuit 100%. Cleveland is being trash right now. Uh, they are but they have not been at home. See, here's the difference. Houston has two home games. Cleveland has not played a home game. Boston held serve, and they did it in demonstrative fashion. They have looked incredible, and they look unbeatable. But let's see what happens tonight and moving forward. I think Cleveland I've, I've wins said it tonight. before, and I say it again. You are such an underdog lover. You are romantic. <laughs> this is, no, I said it. Biscuit said it, podcast listeners. It is not happening. It's what is it? This or that? It's that. It's it's the Rockets. <laughs> so next up, I think ultimately it'll be a push. Though. I think both games, both teams will win two games in this series. It, it's a stretch to believe that Cleveland can still do it, but I think uh, they will. I don't think they'll. I no longer think did, they'll win the did series. Did you see the SNL skit uh, about Cleveland, LeBron, and Cleveland? I did not. I saw oh, a little bit hilarious. of the headline, but I did. I didn't see it all. I'm, I'll go back and check. You need that to one watch out. it. It was pretty funny and pretty accurate. Also, in this or that, who will play a bigger part in their team's success or failure moving forward? Eric Gordon or J.R. Smith? <laughs> this is a hard question, only because J.R. Smith has been so awful in and these Eastern And it's been costly Con- to his team. Exactly. But I think Eric Gordon, I think the Rockets depend on Eric Gordon coming off the bench to give them energy and juice, and they play him also in later in games, and they've been playing all three guards, Chris Paul, James Harden, and uh, Eric Gordon on the court at the same time. Uh, so I think you really need that scoring from Eric Gordon, and so I think he's going to provide. And I think, the, obviously, I think the Rockets are going to win more games in Cleveland, so I think Eric Gordon is going to perform better than J.R. Smith. Well, I think they need – they're going to need J.R. Smith a little bit more than the Rockets need Eric Gordon. And I say that because you have other guys that can pick up a load on a given night for the Rockets. You yeah, have, but you have a short bench with the Rockets as well. Yeah, wait, but again – you gonna, you have, you gonna uh, depend uh, on Gerald Green? I mean, I love him. He's a Houston guy, but I mean, okay, or Tucker, or one of the one of the Tucker start one. Of, I mean, no, I'm saying, but I'm saying ultimately, who, what guy is more responsible for winning or losing? I think other guys around Eric Gordon and around the Rockets 
can have a bigger impact. J.R. Smith, if he steps up big or if he goes absent like he did the other night, they combine. He and George and he's done that before in the playoffs. Right. But I'm, I think that he, he he doesn't give him anything. And, again, he almost got kicked out the other night. I think he has a bigger impact because, really, that means that the, the Rockets are so much more of a better team. So you can have Harden go off, Paul go off, and maybe throw in a reason and or Capella and win a game. And not need much from Eric Gordon. Yeah, I still think you need that Ben scoring. I'm not saying you don't, but I'm saying you don't need Eric Gordon. I, I understand Gordon. what you're saying. But. Right. But I'm, I'm saying so there are too many other guys that can contribute. In Cleveland, they're not. <laughs> you got <laughs> you got Kevin Love, you got LeBron, maybe Kyle Cover for a, a, a moment. But so you need somebody like JR. Well, and he, he played awesome against Toronto, so yeah. that's how they got past that series. Finally, in this or that, Trey Young says he's the best prospective uh, draft pick. He should be number one. Now, are you taking and him or the field? This the or that? field. Yeah, I'm. I'm like you. He's a college player. I mean, he was awesome, but I don't. I, I don't know that his game really translates. I mean, that much as far as being able to score as 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 he was able to in college. Well, I think if he can get himself together, I think another year would have helped him out a little bit. We saw him fade. As soon as the spotlight got on him and those teams figured out how to beat him, he was uh, persona non grata for a long, large part of the latter part of the season, even though they really rooted for him to be the star. Uh, the Steph Curry of college, he just didn't turn out right. to be that. With that, it's time for the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. And Biscuit, what was Lamont? A big dummy. He was a big dummy. So our big dummy of the week is Elisa Ennis. Now, who is that, you say? That is San Francisco 49ers linebacker Reuben Foster's ex-girlfriend. And she is admitted this week to lying about a domestic dispute in which she said he, he threw her down some stairs and beat her up. And, and really, the 49ers said if these claims turn out to be true, that they're releasing him and his career will be over in San Francisco. If he was actually assaulting her. Yeah, if this, yeah, if the incident, because again, it's still on, I mean, it's not been thrown out just yet, but she testified that she stole two Rolexes, a th a thousands of dollars because she wanted to end him. Because, why? What, is, what was his crime? Because he broke up with her and she is, I mean, she's a, a train wreck. Now, the DA is saying, oh, I don't, she didn't say this before. She and she said that she had done this before to somebody else who who uh, was threatening to leave her. I looked at her and and I I've, I've been on the scene. I I believe that she lied. She looks she looks like she would do whatever. And she I mean she really tried to destroy this guy for breaking up with her. She says she thinks he broke up with her because she he was embarrassed of her behavior because she had a road rage incident. But he wanted to distance himself from her. And wow, and so she obviously is not stable. She's recently reached out to him because she's seeking uh, help for her some well, depression good. issues. So that's good. now, again, if this actually happened, they should throw Ruben Foster away from the league or whatever. Whatever they want to do with him, they can if this is, if she's trying to lie to keep him in the league. So, but, see, but if she's – see, this is why it's a complicated issue – it's because, again, you do so much damage to real victims if you were not a real victim. And to lie and to jeopardize this man's livelihood because you were mad because he was kicking you out of his house and breaking up with you, that's just dangerous, man. I mean, and that's the sad thing. I mean, all it takes is an allegation, really, to, to ruin these guys' career and ruin their future and ruin their family's future. 
I mean, that's that's the bad thing about it. I know you don't want to silence any victims or anything of that nature, but just to understand that the the severity of these allegations, man, and and there should be something. But she knew. She knew. No, I know, but the, and she knew, and she, that's what she wanted to happen. She wanted him to to feel it, basically. But I, I think there has to be something in place for when people are proven to be lying. There right. has to be something that happens. And to some these of people. these, some of these, uh, these jurisdictions are starting to file charges on 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 these ladies for uh, and, and it's nothing else liable. Well, I mean that's or defamation well, yeah, of character. He, yeah, he can't win that. Well, what is he gonna win? She was living with him. I mean, she I stole understand his money, that. his watch. Still, sue to get your watch back. I mean, I don't know. It's a sad situation all the way around, but it is a a life lesson for these young men to understand. Hey man, the choices you make in your spouse with your spouse and a woman or man, for that matter, that you bring into your life may say uh, could have a, a huge detrimental impact Got on to your be more life. Careful. And I tell you what, for that reason, Alyssa Ennis is a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> Well, she's gotten our Lamar Awards, but now we come come to a segment that we implemented last episode in episode fifty six. Sports birthdays gives us a chance to talk about some of the, the old time greats. But uh, we have a new twist to this. If you reach out to me on social media or to Kalina, if you have a birthday or somebody you love has a birthday, after we do the sports birthdays, we will send shouts out. To all of those folks who are out there listening to the podcast, wishing them a happy birthday as well. With that, some sports birthdays. All right, we have Negro League legend, Cool Papa Bell, considered by many to have been one of the fastest men to ever play baseball. Born in 1903, and he passed away in 1991. This is one of those all-time great names, Cool Papa Bell from the Negro League. You heard of Emmy him, Josh Gibson, Satchel Page, all of the legends. There are a few others that, uh, that you hear from time to time when you hear about the, the Negro League. And and that was one of the coolest names and, and one of the fastest players to ever play. That was the one I think he, the original person to say he was so fast that he, he could turn out the light and get in bed before the room got dark. I know Ali gets, gets credit for that, but I think it was cool about Bell talking about that. Sugar Ray Leonard, welterweight champ and 1976 Olympic gold medalist. We also have Danny Manning at University of Kansas. And well, Let me go back to Sugar Ray Leonard real quick. One of my favorite athletes of all time, love Sugar Ray Leonard, had an opportunity to interview him after he gave a pep talk to the Texans after one practice with Sugar Ray Leonard. The first fight that my dad ever took me to was a closed circuit fight between him and Roberto Duran in 1981, where we went to the Houston Summit and watched it. There was no cable in, in, you know, we didn't have cable, we certainly didn't have cable, but there was no cable feed anywhere, so you would have to pay to watch it on closed circuit. And so we paid, went to the summit, said, where's the top? And why Sugar Ray Leonard lose to Duran broke my heart. I didn't go get a chance to see the No Monster decision, but he still won me some money in high school when he beat Marvin Hagler. And I say for sure, he beat Marvin Hagler for the record. So take that, y'all. All right, we have Danny Manning, University of Kansas and NBA Center, 1988 National Champ. Danny in the Miracle. Tony Parker, the San Antonio Spurs guard. Now, hold on, you got to say it with a French accent. Yeah. Tony Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> and that's, I, one more time. Give me one more no, time. No, that's not even how you say his name in, with a French accent. But I actually really love Tony. Well, so does Eva Longoria until he, he started moving around a little bit on Well, yeah. We have Brooks Robinson, 
baseball legend for the Baltimore Orioles, Reggie Jackson, New York Yankees slugger. And Reggie Jackson was, I mean, people don't remember how huge he was. Before McGuire and Sosa it took the spotlight with the home run, you know, the home run era, the, when they were the steroid era or whatever, Reggie Jackson was the preeminent power hitter in dramatic situations. The man has the best nickname in baseball, Mr. October. And again, he was on the Jefferson, <laughs> and he is Reggie Boy. And that's not even talking about what he did for the Oakland A's. But Reggie Jackson, who I was never a Yankees fan, uh, but he was he was bar none the guy in a couple World Series back in, uh, in the late 70s. And last but not least, we have a happy birthday to Vince Young. V.Y.? What about V.Y., man? Tell me something about V.Y. The strip clubs will be popping this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) That is so not right. He slowed his roll. But I will tell you this. The thing about Vince is he was involved in the most exciting high school game that I've ever seen and the most exciting college game that I've ever seen. And He's an exciting player. And, and a big-time, overtime victory oh, I thought you were going to say Tipper. Sixth. Sorry. But you remember, you remember when they when North Shore played Madison in the Dome, how huge that was. And that was a, and a, when they played a, Madison played Katie, too. Yeah, but Madison. Those were great, great games. And to watch him do what he did and against great North Shore teams. And he played safety as well as quarterback. Yeah. And, and also, the, again, we talked about this last time, USC. It was Matt Lina's birthday, USC versus University of Texas. And everybody yeah. forgets the, the Rose Bowl before that against Michigan where he played off. Oh, that was great, too. So With that, here's some other birthdays. So for folks out there, we want to make sure we shout you out. Uh, Devin, you're your friend and mine, Anita Darby. Happy birthday to you, Anita. Judy LeBlanc, happy 50th birthday from Stacey Stone McRae, whose birthday is on May 17th. From Yolanda Utley, happy birthday to Miss Jessie, Big Mike, Lynette, and her cousin, Chandra. And lastly, from Demisha Sesame Haynes to her son, Jordan, happy birthday on May 20th. And I know all of these people, I knew, well, I don't know all the birthday folks, but I do know, I know Stacey, Dippy Street, woohoo, represents South Park, Texas. And wow, that, that, that was really uh, masculine. Woohoo! Like, really? That's okay, what you want people you want? to think? Dibby? You want Woo-hoo. people to think about Dibby? Like, woohoo! Like, no, <laughs> if you know Dibby, that's Dibby what I'm was saying. Not a, yeah, Dibby is not a woohoo street. No, it's not. South Park like, is not a woohoo neighborhood. Like, ooh. And then Yolanda from Dibby Street and Demetri from uh, Middle and High School, I believe. So, yeah, if you have, you don't have to know me. If you Anybody out there, if you want to reach out to me on Facebook or, on, or Twitter, and have somebody uh, that you want to wish a happy birthday to, we certainly will do it. So for all of those folks, happy birthday! Everybody sing with me now. Happy birthday. Just for the birthday, people. Okay, Devin, right before we head out, I wanted to see what you thought of or if you've seen the Carolina Pilskova. And she's Czech. And I'm not great at the Czech name. You spent time in Prague, right? I did. I did spend some time in Prague. It was very nice. Um, She is a former number one tennis player. Um, So I thought what she did was pretty baller. I mean, it's not very professional or sportsmanlike. But so she had been arguing with the umpire all game yelling at the umpire, all that stuff. And so at the very end, she loses the game. So both the, you know, both the tennis players, they go up to the umpire. They're supposed to shake hands. So she reaches out her hand to shake the hand of the umpire. 
then takes her racket instead and smashes it up against the umpire chair four times. And then she leaves. <laughs> and here's the baller part. There have been no fines announced. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course, yet. Of course. Well, they, but like, Maybe they don't know about it. Maybe they need to listen to the podcast to, to hear what's going on on the WTA. I thought I thought when when we first when you first heard about the story I thought she actually hit the umpire so I was like wow that's crazy now, and then happen? you were talking about oh this is she I'm so glad she did this so I was like wow really you know things are really changing in America and in life but <laughs> but this is crazy I mean you can't act like this you can't be a sore loser you gotta I mean, control you yourself you gotta be have a, have room for some bad acting what was this what did it take place this is in the Italian Open. Okay. I mean, I know, of course. Uh, changes it a <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get it. You're supposed to be a good, you know, a, a, a good loser or whatever. But I just that rope dope where she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna shake your hand." No, actually, I'm gonna beat up your chair. And there's a big old gash too. So I just I thought that was funny. Throwback to the Mac and Roll days. With that, before I let go, before I let go, before I let go, any final thoughts? I get to spend the day with Colleen. I'm going to see her in a play in a couple of hours. I gotta go home and change and come see the play. And I need somebody with really sharp elbows to keep me awake because it's gonna be cool and dark in there. I need you to get a coffee, and it's a very talky play. No, um, I'm still running. I like oh, that's good. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm still doing Ma Rainey's Black Bottom until June 3rd, so if you'd like to come, if you're in Houston, or if you're not in Houston, we have lots of out-of-towners come. Please come check out Ensemble Theater. Uh, it's in Houston, and, you know, I'd love to have you. And, of course, uh, I want to remind folks about the music and social media, reaching out to us on social media. Yes, please comment on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I would love to read your comments online. And, of course, if you have a radio edit of any of the music that you're producing of any genre, please send it to Devin or send it to myself. We want to play it on the podcast. And how can we get to us on uh, social media? I am on Instagram, at uh, SoCali, on Twitter, at SoCali underscore S and on Snapchat so dot Cali. And Biscuit, any final thoughts from you? I'm uh, just glad to be here. Hope everybody uh, has a good weekend and a, a good time and, and uh, watch these Rockets beat these Warriors. Well, i tell you what, we are going to do a remote. If you have a location and you want us to come out, we're getting geared up very, 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 very soon. We have, we have, I already have the t-shirts ordered. I have a lot of equipment. The banner, it will be ready soon. All right. And we will be ready to do a podcast really soon. Yeah, we need a location, though. I know. With all that's these so banners mean. and shirts. Get us a location, podcast listeners. We need to do this. Yes. So if you have a suggestion, or a bar or a restaurant that or wants to Or know somebody or... Yeah. A big old house, uh, Shacapoco, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we could do it at Shacapoco. Let us know. And again, reach out to me uh, on Twitter, at Wade's Word on... Uh, uh, Facebook, Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group. Going to leave you guys with DJ Malone from Chicago. He's doing his thing. This has been episode 57 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And as always, have a great day. Damn, DJ Malone. Turn up. Turn up. Turn up. Turn up. This is Chicago.
little shorty and she doesn't want no slow song Had a man last year, life goes on Haven't let that thing lose, girl, it's so long You been inside, know you like to lay low I've been people what you bring to the table Working hard, girl, everything paid for First, last phone, bill, car, no cable With your phone out, gotta hit them angles With your phone out, snapping like you Fable And you showing off, but it's alright And you showing off, but it's alright Holy, I got a kid. Oh, 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 I can sing so 